Bienvenidos and welcome to the Get Naked Show with Dr. Aura. It is my pleasure to come to you in this format and share the myriad of interviews that I have done with extra successful entrepreneurs, doctors, and lay people ready to share the best naked tips you can apply in your life and start shining from within now. So enjoy! Hello, everyone, and happy Grateful Wednesday. This is another episode of The Good Naked Show with Dr. Aura. And today, yes, I have one of my mentors, somebody I have a lot to thank, and I probably most of our profession knows him and has something to say thank you to him for some reason. Uh, and I can't believe he's here with me, somebody I care to very, very deeply about. But just in naked style, we will let him introduce himself to our audience. So welcome to my show, Dr. Larry Markson. And can you please introduce yourself? It is fun to be with my fellow Floridian. (laughs) I'm Larry Markson, and I don't know what we're going to talk about, but I have a feeling we're all going to be surprised. (laughs) So whatever we talk about, we welcome you to listen. (laughs) Yes, please. And if you have never heard this man, please share away on your page, like, comment. And if you dare, just put a naked question right below and I will ask it to him. So just go ahead and share away. Like, let us know if you can hear us. We were having some technology problems prior and um, put your questions below because I'll be reading them as we go along. So Dr. Larry, thanks again for being here. Uh, Can you Tell us some of the highlights of your beautiful career. Highlights. Okay. So from failure to success in chiropractic practice for 20 years, from failing for the first seven years after I was raised in chiropractic, I went to Palmer. I'm a Palmer graduate. I came back thinking I was going to build the biggest practice in the world. Instead, seven years later, I was seeing 50 people a week and blaming everyone for that. And then I went to a Parker seminar, and one year later in the same office, I was seeing 100 people a day, then 150 people a day, then multiple offices, blah, blah, blah. Then I broke my elbow off and completely in half and realized that while I was away, my two associates were running the practice to the same level, and people started to ask me how I did it, how I built, made this transformation. So I started to informally tell them, and all of a sudden, they were, their practices were growing. So I started Marks and Management for 16 years. There was Master's Circle for 17 years. And there was a cabin experience for six or seven years. And now it's Cairo Cabin. It's different machinations of the same thing. How to change the negative habitual thoughts and feelings that we have inside that have kept us stuck in our old habits, stuck in our place, stuck in our volume and practice, making excuses, never fulfilling ourselves, never reaching the heights of greatness that we have dreamed about when we first graduated from school. So that's my story. Woo! We, we love your story. And I'm still, you know, every time I hear it and I'm like, 
how do you do it? You know, because there's only one Larry. Let's just be honest. That is the naked answer, people. So <laughs> there's only one Larry. There's, there's no there's two only of you. one Larry who's an old man, but I've spoken to 38,000 clients That's over true. the years. And here's the funny part about it, why I enjoy it. Because not one of them can get the same answer as you do in a stage performance. There's a thousand people and you, you, you do this performance and you show slides and you're given books and tapes. Not everybody relates in the same way and never, not everyone has the same block. So it's always wondering, I always wonder and I do it now. I only have a few special clients that I take on personally now, but uh, th everybody has the same question. How do I get more new patients? Why can't I seem to hold the uh, uh, CAs? Or why don't patients stay? So there's only two ways to build a practice, get more new patients and educate them to understand what they're doing so they can stay. So it's new patients and PVA. So how is it that 80% of our patients, uh, our chiropractors are seeing about 120 people a week and they're exaggerating even then. And we have people, my son sees almost 200 people a day same schooling, same thing, different attitude, different philosophy, different concepts and visions, different way of communicating with each person. Mm -hmm. Those are the things. So I know you have, you just said you have coached so many of us, <laughs> including. So uh, what would you say is the, is the biggest block we got? right? That doesn't let us reach these goals that we constantly been putting every year after year. What would you say among all the people you have coached? And you have coached so many of us, but I don't think you can name the them all. Block. Everyone starts, this is the key. Everyone, we all have different personalities. We all have different intelligence quotients. Mm -hmm. Some are right brain, some are left brain, but we all had a mother and father. And the pictures of our mothers and fathers and the people we're around are teachers and preachers, not, not preachers, clergy, but people that preached at us and told us what we should do and what we can't do. Our teachers in school, some schools now, all the chiropractors get out and every chiropractor says three, week, uh, three times a week for two weeks and we'll see how it goes. And they can never have a PVA more than 18 or 19 or 14. And they wonder why they have this insatiable need for new patients. And they never become successful, ever, ever, ever that way. And then there's the other people that can adapt and shift their concepts and ideas that are stale and out of date and not modern. And they can look at their past to see what didn't work, forgive and ameliorate and start to build a, a building block of their own personality of what they want to achieve how, achieve, how they see things, what they're willing to do and not. And it's a transformation process. It's, it doesn't happen by snap of finger. It's never from a book. It's one book. It's never from one tape. Mm -hmm. It's never from one conversation. It's, it's succeed and fail and succeed and fail, but all the way you're supposed to be climbing. So after 20 years of practice, most people's practice should still be growing by itself, by its own uh, energy field. But that's not what happened. We get people, as you know, they get to 125, 150 people a week and they stay there up and down in that, or 175 or 200 or 250 or 350, whatever it is, but it doesn't grow and stay and the staff doesn't come along with it. 
right? And they don't have, they run it as a personal practice. So in the beginning, there's a lot of energy because they want to put food on the table. And as soon as they get to a certain level, they start to slack off and get associate doctors who are not them and think an associate doctor will replace them. Today, I had one doctor who just took on an associate and should at the level. And he said, I said, so what's the first thing you you're going to do? He said, well, I'm going to start by taking off Fridays and Saturdays. I said, how long is the associate doctor there? Three months. So after three months, the doctor is going to take his energy away, in this case, a male doctor, right, and leave a brand new person that doesn't have 15 years of experience, 15 years of knowing what to do and say, 15 years of how to energize the patient whose hands move differently on their bodies, whose tone is different, whose touch is different, the, the staff responds to the doctor. When the, when the patient feels that the head person is around around them, the whole practice blooms. So if you ask a, a front desk CA, how long does it take you to know what kind of day it's going to be when Dr. Outer walks in your office? And your front desk would say probably three seconds. And I always say, what took you so long? They look up and they see your body language. They see your smile. They see your mm -hmm. energy. They see how you said hello. They know what kind of day it's going to be. And I challenge all of you listening, if you think I'm making this up, on a day when you're not your very best, doctor, you know, you're not just, you're not bad, but you can do your things. Remember, you can play this spine like a pianist plays the piano. You don't have to look. You can bang these bones around and, and order all kinds of things to be done to a patient. But it's your energy field that works the magic in the practice. So on a day that you're down, you do the same thing. So I challenge you, on a day that you're not your best, or a week you're not, you had a, a, a fight with your spouse, you had a flat tire, there's a leak in your roof, the kids are sick, God forbid, whatever is throwing you off, when you allow the outside to determine how you're gonna feel on the inside, you write down how many new patients you get that, how many missed appointments that day? What kind of money came in? What kind of money didn't come in? You write it down and then do the same thing when you're feeling your very best today, that you're happy, you're strong, you're willing to heal, you want to give all of the good components, right? Then you write the same things down. Then you'll know that it's the psychology of success that makes you happy and not what to do. It is not your technique. It is not the school you came from. It is not your religion. It's your concept and vision to overcome the negatives from your past. For instance, so someone uh, asked me today on the phone, I'm talking with a doctor that does over $2 million a year in practice. <clears throat> and, and, and the doctor, we're talking about something personal that I cannot tell you or share with you, but in, in concept and vision, the doctor is saying that I've come as far as I can come, right? Life is boring. Practice is boring right now. I don't know what I should do. Maybe I should open a Taco Bell stand. You know, some, they're looking around already. I said, how long have you been feeling this way? And the doctor said, well, three or four months. I said, what's happened to your practice? Well, it's down a bit. Tell me exactly. Go back to your books. Tell me exactly how 20% down. The minute the doctor took the head away from its purpose, the purpose of the office, the practice went down. So, and I said, you're wasting your money with me. I don't want to coach people that are dying, mentally dying. I want to coach people that want to do what they want. And I'm not saying don't take off. Don't be with your family. Don't go on vacation. Don't buy what you want. I'm saying have it all and you can, but you have to set your mind up that way. So how do you not let 
what I'm trying, I'm hearing all these things, and obviously I want to ask you millions of questions, and, and I'm sure I've heard you say the same answers over and over, but every single time I hear you, I, I hear you deeper. So, um, and everybody's saying hi, by the way, you read the comments, everybody loves you, but you know that, Larry, so so everybody's putting but all they, kinds of they comments. They never saw anyone as old as I am. <laughs> You're such a silly man. Uh, okay, so... And what I'm hearing you say, when we're off, or when we have something happening in our in our personal lives, uh, it does affect our practice. How do we not let that affect us? How do you stay so on purpose that you do not let the things, you know, uh, a sick family member, uh, uh, you lost a pet, whatever it is that is happening okay. in your personal life affect so you? So I have taught you what mm -hmm. is there's three top ingredients of success. The first thing about success is decisiveness for you to be able to make a quick and rapid decision versus the people that will never be ultra successful. I weigh the balances, I'll pray, I'll ask mm -hmm. other people's opinions, I'll make a list of pros and cons. The other people versus the 80% that make quick decisions because they know it's right and then add the components under it to the people that conf confrontational tolerance, the so number one is the first uh, the highest uh, achievement, right? Number two is confrontational tolerance, which people say I'm not confrontational because they think that's negative. I don't mean it to be negative. I'm not going to overpower you by my confrontation. Do this or do that. I'm going to handle the issue. You know, Alda, you seem to be missing your appointments now. In the beginning, you and I had a talk that it, how valuable it is to re, for you to regain and maintain your health. And now you're starting to feel better going by symptoms, which I told you not to listen to. The pain is the first thing to come and the last thing to go away. Now you're missing your appointments. So here's the problem. You're not going to get the results you want. Oh, you'll feel better, but you won't be well. There's a difference. And then sooner or later, someone is going to ask you, uh, uh, a question that can say, well, why don't you go to a chiropractor? And you say, well, I went to a chiropractor, Dr. Tovar, and she didn't help me. You didn't say I quit early. You didn't say I missed appointments. You didn't say I altered my diet or I changed my thinking or I was in the game with her. She was trying to help me get well. I started to slip away. You won't say that. Okay, so you'll say, I went to a chiropractor, the chiropractic didn't help me, I went to Dr. Tovar and she didn't help me. It's not the truth. So the confrontation for me is to keep my patients in line and explain the benefits to them over and over and over again. Not just the report of findings, not just in three minutes or four minutes in a technical adjusting room, but I talk to them about how they think and why they think. So it's one, uh, uh, decisiveness, two, confrontational, and three is uh, massive action steps. Can you do more than one thing at a time? So the average, the average person, I think you would agree, does the same thing every day. They get up, they brush your teeth with the right, mm -hmm. same hand, they eat their breakfast or not, they get in the car, they drive the same route, they walk in the office, they do the same thing over and over. There's no fun, there's no excitement, there's no plan, there's no change, there's no adaptation. All the universal laws not being called into play. So I'm saying to you, I do more advanced reports of findings than I've ever done reports of findings. I do a report of findings you think they heard it and you think it was great. Then two days from now, I ask them what you said in a 20-minute report, 10-minute report of findings. They won't hear you. They don't know. So you have to do it again and again and again until they become part of your family and understanding. 
So my, for instance, my average patient, my PVA was 40 new patients a month on average. And that's not with advertising, not with Facebook, not with social media. I just get 40. And it's funny because my son gets about 50 and that's his number. My PVA was 70. 40 times 50 is 3,000 people a month, 750 a week. My son's is even higher than that with associate doctors. And here's funny. How come Rick can see 800 people uh, a week, let's call it 800, I don't know, 750, 800, 850, it floats in there, right? And his wife, poor soul, may she rest in she passed away last year. He never walked into his office for the first nine months and the practice did not move. He taught every member of his staff to, to do affirmations, to write their goals, to use meditations, to calm the chatter, to forgive people, to be bright and cheery even in the darkest times to look around and see what every one of your complaining friends are doing and not participate, to not go to the same old seminar and sit there and take notes and throw the note and be excited, throw the notes in the drawer and go back and do the same old thing that you've always been doing. Have the guts and audacity to say, I am finally going to lose weight versus I'm trying to lose weight, mm -hmm. where I say, if you're trying, you're lying. So chiropractic is really easy to see. And there's no one I know that's a chiropractor that can't build a better practice, but they, the more confrontational they are or the more, here's something that's unfair. The more extroverted you are, mostly, in most cases, the bigger practice you build. The quieter and less confrontational you are, you could be a better human being, seems to have a slower pace of practice, a good practice, and some build big practices, but mostly it's the ones that have an energy. A patient knows if you love to what you're doing or not. The patient knows if your staff is well-trained and caring or just there taking up their chair. The patients know this thing. So when they, when they think of health, your name should come first because you are representative of what it is. So I, I believe me, I know this from people. So why do, pre, why, why do people say, gee, I want to coach with you? And I said, well, you, you can coach with me. It's going to cost you a lot of money, but you can coach with me. But the minute, the minute, right, I think you're not in the game, you're dismissed. Today, at, at 4 o'clock today, I dismissed the person that's paying me $1,500 a month. I dismissed him as a client because for three weeks I've been asking him to write down something and send it to me, and he has not. I don't want to steal his money. I want to deal with someone that wants to. Your patients don't want to, want to do the same thing. You don't want to take their money. You want them to help them get well. You want them to think outside the box while they're being pounded by their friends. Well, you're going to chiropractor so long. Why are you still going there? Once you go to a chiropractor, you have to go for the rest of your life. They should have the answer to that. No, I do not don't have to go. I don't even have to go anymore. I feel fine. Chiropractic helped me. I choose to go to stay well and feel as strong and as good as I do now. Your patients have to be taught those answers. People, are you taking notes? Well, you better, because this man is speaking and is gold when he opens his mouth. So what... What do you see in chiropractic today? What do you think is the future of chiropractic? And, and what should we all do just to awake or wake up to this new reality? Okay, so the new reality from my snapshot view mm -hmm. is not a positive one. Mm -hmm. It really is not. Because chiro more and more chiropractors are in trouble. 
the ones that are really successful cannot sell their practice because mm -hmm. there's no one to sell it to that can yep. afford that. The students are getting out of school. Very, very few of the 18 chiropractic colleges in the United States teach any kind of philosophy. And if you're not a philosophical chiropractor, don't get crazy. I'm not going to say innate intelligence. I'm not going to do any of that. I'm saying some sort of purpose, some sort of value of chiropractic, some sort of uh, holistic, uh, not mechanistic viewpoint so a patient can use chiropractic for a long time. So they get out with, uh, they're taught in school, nothing about the body's ability to heal itself, even though they know that to be true. So they start, like I said before, three times a week for two weeks and we'll do a report. So they average 18 or 19 visits. So how did you really help a patient? You say, well, they went home, they were free from pain. They'll, you'll never see them again. How would you know? Once a patient stops coming to you, 82% never, ever, ever come to you or any other chiropractor again. And the 18% that do come back, come back to get rid of pain again. So that model in chiropractic is making us fight harder and harder and harder. So the same top, it's funny, even though there's more chiropractors, one on every corner, right? Everybody's on social media. Everyone's doing the same thing. There are less seminars because they're too expensive to take your whole staff and go. And there are less seminars. The seminars are more uh, um, uh, party-ish. Like if you go to Cal Jam, it's a big fest and it's positive and it's good and they do a great job. But it's not long-lasting teaching. So my thing is to the doctor, the head doctor, the person that runs your business practice life in, in healthcare should be able to have staff meetings and trainings that make people participate in every concept and vision they have. So if you, you talk to my front desk CA, so let me ask, tell you about my sons. My son has a, a CA front desk that um, started 19 years old. He had a tanker, he had no one else, right? She's now 17 years later, her husband is moving uh, and got another job, so she's going to leave after 17 years. She can see 200 people a day by herself without help, right? And three doctors throwing people out, 200 people a day. Other people are fatigued at 30 people a day. Mm -hmm. So it's the personality. Why? Because So here's what I would say to the listeners today. Do you have a, a vision or a mission statement or a purpose statement? So my purpose in chiropractic was on everything and nothing ever happened that wasn't for that purpose statement was to help as many patients as possible um, main, get well and regain and maintain their health, right? For as long as possible, right? My, my thing as a consultant for chiropractors help every chiropractor build the practice of their dreams and live the best lifestyle they can Imagine. Then I found out that most chiropractors don't have the practice of their dreams. I did. My son does. You do. So what do you want? So we created. It's not chiropractic on the outside making us fail. So the schools today teach a mechanistic viewpoint chiropractic not holistic viewpoint chiropractic. So while I'm not arguing either side because I don't want to offend anyone, the fact is one is limited. Mechanism, I come, I get out, get out of pain, I go away and, and I don't come back. Holistic, I've had patients for five or eight or 10 or 15 years and people that have come generations. They came, their children came, their grandchildren came. Yeah.
right? Same thing. I'm 78 years old. I go every single week for an adjustment and I do my affirmation every morning. And people say, why are you doing an affirmation? You have all the money, you have this. I say, the reason I have it is because I do the affirmation because I don't get lazy because I say stupid, say stupid. I am super. <laughs> right? But, you know, and I, I think chiropractic is you should have fun in your office. If you're not mm -hmm. having fun, it's not working. You should be socializing with your people all within two or three minutes, you know, making them like themselves better, teaching them to do affirmations, setting goals to them, making sure they're not 300 pounds. Right. Mm -hmm. do, talking to them about life and happiness. If they're in, a, Do you think if people are in a divorce situation in their life, in your practice, Anything you're going to do, an adjustment is going to help them. They're mentally being poisoned by, mm -hmm. by negative toxins, correct? Yep. Or if a child is in trouble. So my, I'm, not, I'm not telling you you should be a counselor, but you should be able to know how to handle them and give them thoughts. So I give them a book. I give them a poem. Just now I have a package. I'm going to dinner tonight. So I didn't do this to you. I just, and I copied from my textbook pictures. Is what are positive affirmations? And finally, an affirmation to this woman that I'm going to see tonight that has cancer. I'm going to put her on affirmations because everybody calls her up and says, oh, you poor little you, how are you doing? Is there, they're telling her she's going to die. How are you doing? Can I do anything to you? And, and then they cry. These sweet women, they cry together instead of, wait a minute. She should say, and I told her to say to these people, listen, say, hi, how you doing? You look great, right? You're a pain in the ass. You're a gossip, but you're great. Don't tell me, you know, how I'm weak and I'm, how am I doing? How am I doing? I have cancer. How am I doing? But how am I beating the cancer? By building myself up in strong and noble thought, by being around vital people, by not believing every negative thing, and by staying off the internet and reading how sick I'm going to be. Go the other way is what I'm saying. Look around at all your chiropractic friends that you hang out with. You're all in the same. That's why you're friends. You think the same. No one's new. No one's adding. No one's subtracting. You have to get in the action is what I think. I go into my son's office who's here in the, you know, between your, your office and mine is his office in Plantation, Florida. Uh, out and I are about an hour apart and he's about a half an hour in between. I go there and I sit in the office and he's got about 13 to 14 chairs, constantly filled. People are talking, people are moving. They come year in and year out. 180 people a day last Monday, so 190 Saturday morning. How does that happen? And they do not, they do not advertise. They do not go to mall shows anymore. They don't do, you know, outside events anymore. Reputation says if you need a chiropractor in this area, she's it. Okay. Woo! I love it. I love it. Would you happen to share with us your favorite uh, coaching story? Or it could be funny. It could be anything. It could be something you have never shared. Uh, I let it. I let you just share any of your favorite I'm not stories. Sure what you're asking, but I will take off my clothes. <laughs> That's it. That's exactly what I was asking, Larry. You know me so well. <laughs> You know me so well. I do have to say thank you for being here. Thank you for giving us so much information. I never forget the first time I, I heard you speak. And I, with my bad English, I honestly, I remember you being so stern that I couldn't understand fully, but I got your energy. 
so close. And you came close to me. It was in Parker. It was at a Parker seminar. And you came close to me. And I felt this energy. I was like, what the heck? I don't even know. You know, I'm new, a chiropractic student. But I just felt this intention to really snap us into place. And to this day, I still feel it. And that was so many years ago. So thank you so much for being naked with us and telling us the truth. And really just... You just know what, what I think you people should do? Tell us, tell us. Last thing, and then I'll be quiet for a change. No. They surround themselves like you do. You have a mastermind group mm -hmm. of people that really want to ex uh, expand and grow and be vital in their life. And you meet with these doctors and friends of yours, right? That's what you need. People that are positive around you all the time, encouraging and supporting you and holding you up to light and not telling you what you can't do. Yes, I, I love it. I always say, and I do these interviews because I feel that together we rise. Together we elevate the energy. We elevate each other. We make a bigger impact. I'm not here. People are like, why are you interviewing people in your community? I'm like, because I, I think people are great and everybody has a story. Everybody has something to offer. And every time I lift somebody up in this kind of format, I am blessing more people people and that is part of my mission and vision Correct. and thank you for being part of it thank you for being such a big part of my life honestly i i have Love said you. it many 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 times and i only i know you are the grandfather to all as somebody said <laughs> over there and and we all love and appreciate you and it's like six degrees of separation because everybody knows you somehow i don't know who you do not know but thank you so much for being part of this get naked talk show if you have if people want to reach you for any way if they want to consult with you if they want to interview to be blessed to be coaching with you what do they do they call me at 516-318-1444 or so you can text me you can call me anytime right Ooh. if you're positive i'll answer and if you're negative go away well, I'm going, with your permission, I'm going to post your phone number on the comments. Is that okay? Fine. Good. All right. So you can text him. This man is giving you his cell number, and he is very approachable. Do not be scared to contact him with a question. <laughs> <laughs> I need to say that, you know. Uh, but uh, thank you so much, Dr. Larry. You have yourself a blessed evening. Keep doing what you love. Keep Keep inspiring us all. My love to your to Rick and everybody else. I love and appreciate you guys. Everybody have a blessed Wednesday. Uh, stay naked, stay true, and share away because this was full of tidbits. Bless others with this knowledge. Ciao. Ciao. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Get Naked Show with Dr. Aura. If you want to contact my guests, you can do so in the links below. And if you feel stuck in your life and you want to know if Get Naked to Thrive is the right program for you, please contact me to schedule a free discovery call. Remember, we all want the same thing, to be heard, to be loved, to make a difference in this world and live our best lives. So let's start using all these tools so we can rise together. I hope you have a blessed day and see you in the next episode of the Get Naked Show.